from the studios here in Omaha, Nebraska. Welcome to another edition of the Other Kind Radio Talk Radio. Today is January 15th, 2020, and this is episode 76. The Other Kind Radio is a weekly podcast in which Todd and Jeff ping pong around all things pop culture as best we can and deliver it to you, the kind listener. My name is Jeff. I'm one of your hosts. This week's episode is brought to you by Hub134, our first the official sponsor of the podcast. Pub134 is located at 90th and Maple right here in the Omaha Metroplex. Pub134, Pub don't screw it up, Jeff. It's the reason why you have to get one shot at this and you've already... Messed it up. Nope, that's a typewriter. See, you're messing up the cues. God damn. All right, let's do it again. <laughs> Too excited. Too much coffee. This week's episode is brought to you by Pub134. Let's get some production value, some music. Let's randomly pick it. Here we go. Hello, love. This week's episode is brought to you by Pub134. Pub134 is located at 90th and Maple here in Omaha, Nebraska. No, I don't know what this accent is. Pub 134 is a cozy pub just west of Benson and features some of the best bartenders and drink specials in the Omaha Metroplex. One Pub 134 is home of Wine Wednesday. Today's Wine Wednesday. $3 glasses of wine all day long. Pub 134. Tell them the other kind radio sent you. I'm feeling pretty good about that. Hold on. I might be getting a phone call. I think that just started my whole sponsored career right there, folks. Returning kind listeners, welcome back to the program. First time listeners are congratulated on finding the other kind radio among the plethora of podcasts out there. Todd and I are glad you're here. We encourage all of our listeners, despite that uh, sponsorship faux pas, to like, subscribe the other kind radio. By doing so, you are helping feed the algorithm that keeps the podcast universe spinning and our show in its gravitational pull. This week on the other kind radio, Todd's take on and Jeff's judgment. We're going to talk about the best three things this past year, 2019 brought. I almost said 1919. That'd be fun. Um, so we're going to just three quick things that we liked about 1919. Yes, I'm aware we're 15 days late. But it's the other kind of radio. All right. On center stage, we're going to kind of do a soft 2020 Golden Globe review because there's some interesting results from that uh, award show that will affect the Oscars. So we're not going to run through every single um, every single result as we've done in the past. We're not doing a competition this year with Golden Globes. So we're just going to do a review and the kind of an intro in the Oscars. Um, and uh, also have a few little uh, things to discuss here before we get started. But without further ado, let's go ahead and bring on my podcast partner. He is a family generator, movie maker, guitar and drum player, book author, dive bar boombox founder, and an all-around a renaissance man live from his studio in the great state of Texas and delivering the pop culture significance of the number 76. Let's welcome Todd. <laughs> Hello, love. <laughs> Are we doing the whole podcast in English accents today? I think I just ruined any op any chance of uh, us making it big right there. So I'll take the blame. But thank you to Pub One Three Four for being our uh, first sponsor. I hope they. I wonder if they'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> if they have English theme day i guess for football and you right. have mash and bangers or whatever that's called right yeah yeah hey hey, hey jeff could you sponsor us again with the english yeah. accent can you completely misrepresent everything we have to offer at pub 134 can you just do something off the wall and stupid wait isn't that the <clears throat> sub line of 
the other kind of radio. Yes. Something off the wall and stupid. Right. It's also a good band name that we'll throw out there that the kind listener can have. Okay. I like that. That's my next band. Even though I don't need another band. Yeah. That's my next one. You need another band. Like I need to do another sponsorship spot. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The number 76. Let's move on. Number 76. It's a Lucas number. For those of you who don't know what that means, you're pretty happy right now that I mentioned that. For the rest of us, I'm not even going to waste time because I tried to read through it, and I was like, what? However, let's move on. The number 76. It's a brand of ConocoPhil gas stations. Remember those, Philip 6076? It is the number of trombonists leading the parade in 76 trombones from the Meredith Wilson musical, The Music Man. Now, I have to tell you, as a lover of musicals, and the other musical lovers in the world are going to all hate me now. I despise that musical. You know, that's a musical you don't like. Yeah. It, it just, I think I saw it too many times as a kid. And now it's like, <laughs> can't take it. It's too, too sugary sweet for me. I don't think I've ever seen it. Let's move on to pop culture significance. That would be the year that David Berkowitz first pulled a gun on someone as the son of Sam and began to terrorize the New York City populace. Talk to dogs. Uh, have to be quiet. Talk to dogs, did he? I was taking a sip of coffee. Yeah, you know, he. if you watch Manhunter, they exposed that he did not talk to dogs, that he actually made up that insanity thing just to oh. keep guessing. That he, it was just that he was targeting women that he couldn't have and decided to start shooting people and would just randomly do it. Oof. Anyway, this is not serial killer talk. <laughs> Let's see. What else have we got? Popular films that came out this year, and this is going to read like a litany of films that I love. One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest, All the President's Men, Taxi Driver, The Outlaw, Josie Wells, and Rocky, which went on to win the best picture for that year. Popular wow. musician. Popular, uh, yeah. You look at Rocky. Rocky's a good film, but it beats those movies. It's like what? One flew over. Uh, flew over the cuckoo's nest. Good well, lord. Well, actually, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Did they were two separate ends of the spectrum? That's where the Oscars get goofy. It can be released in the same year, but not in the voting category or voting target oh. range. Because cuckoo's nest did win the best picture, and Rocky won the best picture. I'm. I am slowly crawling into your shoes. I am becoming more and more anti award show. It's just, mm-hmm. there's too many inconsistencies, you know? It's stupid. And let's move on to musicians. We had Paul Simon, one of my absolute favorites, Paul McCartney and Wings, ABBA, Queen. And then I think of my sister because I see the Bay City Rollers. What did the Bay City Rollers sing? Oh, you had to do that. We'd have to go look for it. Um, at Saturday night, some form of Saturday, something Saturday night. Okay. Ask oh. Alexa. Uh, I'll ask Echo. Alexa's been replaced with Echo. Echo, play the Bay City Rollers. Well, I guess uh, besides firing myself, we're going to... Echo, play something by the Bay City Rollers. Shuffling songs by Bay City Rollers on Amazon Music. Excellent quality here. Echo, stop. Okay, that's, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that song. That's a lie. Uh, I don't know. They were basically a boy band, you know, but they could actually play their instruments. And I I looked over here quickly while you're doing that. I can't find the hits, but it doesn't matter. I don't want to slow this down. So let's keep moving. (laughs) Yeah, because I didn't do that. TV programs from the year 1976, we would have had the $6 million man. Watched it. We can rebuild them, make them faster, stronger. Still love, still love that idea, and they can do it. But I mean, this is seriously, this is when I was a kid. So, Six Million Dollar Man, Kojak, The Jeffersons, All in the Family, Maude, Good Times, Mash, and The Carol Burnett Show, which is still criminally not available to watch online. True, true or false? Was the apex of the Six Million Dollar Man when he fought a bear? Do I am I remembering that correct? Correct. See, I would I'd put it when he battled Bigfoot. Oh, that's right. It was Bigfoot. Because I remember that. I, we actually traveled to Houston to see my uncle, and I was like, i got to watch it. He's going to battle Bigfoot. <laughs> and my uncle was incredibly snarky. Mm. And he sat there and went, are we being serious that this is what we're watching, Todd? <laughs> and I was like, mm, bite me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so some other interesting things. The Concord takes its first. Transatlantic flight 
taking three and a half hours to cross from Britain to France. Concord, Apple yeah. Apple Computers launches as a com- company formally born on this year. Colin Ooh. Farrell, Weiss Weatherspoon, Melissa Joan Hart, all still alive, I believe. But I think that pretty much touches 76 and how it's significant and what it did to pop culture. Kids are going crazy. That was that was fantastic. Everything about what you just did, minus what I said or did, was the perfect representation of talking about the number 76. So thank you. Anytime. And by the way, you're fired. Yes. And before I'm fired, I just want to say if there's anybody listening that needs a sponsorship VO, uh, which is short for voiceover, just, uh, uh, you know, send me an email, Jeff at the other kind radio.com. Cause I'm still, uh, I'm still floating on air. I'm floating on something. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So uh, real quick, before we get into uh, our best three best things from 2019, Let's just go through a couple things that just recently happened. I, f- I figured it was worth mentioning. I don't know if you watched it, but LSU just defeated Clemson. And um, for the college football national championship. And my favorite moment from the entire game was when Luke, the 12-year-old, said, what mascot are the, are the uh, he said, who won the game? I said, the LSU Tigers did. He goes, wait, I thought Clemson was the Tigers. And I said, yeah, they're both the Tigers, the Battle of the Tigers. And he goes, that makes no sense, and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> that is the truth of a child. Yes. I mean, Complete. okay, but let's let's digress and say that all of college football makes no sense because there are really no rules, but at the end of it, they have a bunch of sports writers go, these are the four best teams. We're going to put it into a computer and they're going to play each other. So there's no real schedule like every other sport where they actually play each other. And it can go into the that they're going to tell me that it's because of the money. They can't figure out how to separate the money. No, you're making more money this way, you think, than right. you would the other way. So, Luke, you are right. The Tiger Tiger, it's just another thing about why college football makes me go, huh? Tiger on Tiger. Hey, you want to see a magic trick? You know how I use it. Real quick, uh, kind listener, please indulge us. You know how I use a green screen behind my camera, which we'll be seeing soon as we got a big announcement coming up. Um, you want to see a magic trick? Yeah. Wow, you actually grabbed something from the green screen. But it looks like it could be part of the uh, background. Okay. <clears throat> Wait, is that a product placement? <laughs> Yeah, but they do not want me to read anything. <laughs> Believe you. Hello, love. Hello. If you going clean, we've got Clorox wipes. <laughs> Clorox. Uh, I love Clorox. it. I love it. Nick, the owner of Pub 134, is either going to love that spot or he's going to be like, yeah, okay. Um, Hello, Nick. <laughs> right, hello, love. Um, it was uh, Nick, right? Nick, yes. Okay. Yes. It only took me like three or four weeks to learn his name. I'm horrible with names, Bob. We should talk about that because I, I literally was telling somebody the other day, they walked up, Hey, good to see you. I was like, Hey, I know your face. I don't know your name. And you right. can ask my wife. I cannot remember name. I, it is my crippling factor. It is my kryptonite. Or have you been in a situation where you have been in a social environment with your better half and they see somebody they know, and then you walk over and you do the awkward thing. We're like, Oh, hi. How you doing? Blah, 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 blah. Last time I saw you were dating that superstar hot guy. And they're like talking back and forth and they never introduce you. And then you, and then that conversation ends and then you and your better half are walking away. And she goes, I'm sorry. I don't remember their name. And I, I just, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't want to embarrass myself by not introducing you. This is not to sell out the lovely Catherine. <laughs> this is to extol the greatness of Shelly. Shelly. I've never met anyone so organized. If she were to remember your birthday, she used to do this. She's actually curtailed this a bit. If she, with you, Jeff, I mean, she sees you, what, maybe once a year, once every year and a half, something like that. That's, that's our, that's our contractual agreement. Yes. Okay, good. And that is part of the actual court order too. (laughs) It can only be every year, year and a half. Um, Were she to ask you what your birthday was, there was a time when she would immediately that day go out and buy you a birthday card, put it in her Rolodex and send a birthday card. She remembers everyone. She knows everyone. She's the most gregarious person I've ever met. And it's gotten to the point when we go to a party like that, that I know it's either that they are from her hometown, Mm -hmm. Girl Scouts, or some other variation of something like that. And so I just go along until she goes, do you remember Gloria from Girl Scouts? I'm like, oh, good. And she knows. Yeah. She knows 100% that I can't handle it. 
And, and yeah, I, you know, we all have our superpowers. Um, mine's just not that, um, <laughs> as far as mine's remembering that. that one, I can, yeah. I can ruin spots like nobody else's. Hello, love. Hello, love. Um, so our second thing, let's go ahead and uh, uh, I need to update and get us a drum roll or some kind of fanfare. But let's go ahead and and make our Super Bowl predictions because I know you've been knee deep in all of that. Uh, currently, uh, we're in the AFC and NFC championships. We have uh, Green Bay playing the Chiefs and the Titans playing San Francisco. Todd, what is your Super Bowl prediction and winner so i realize as i do this it will turn out the exact opposite but what i want to see what i believe there's a chance to see i would love to see kansas city against green bay on its 100th anniversary you're going back to one two of the original teams let's put them in the super let's just make that happen and i want kansas city to win it because they have not won a modern era super bowl i don't believe or they've only won one 1800 years ago or something beautiful and I'm I did screw that up. It's it's San Francisco versus Green Bay. Green okay, Green Bay, and then the Chiefs versus the Titans. Good job. I got my AFC and NFC messed up there. Um, what about I, you? I agree. I'd like to have the Chiefs play. I think they're going to be playing San Francisco. I do too. But I think San Francisco is going to take it. However, I would like the Chiefs to win on a last minute fumble scramble. And touchdown, final score, 7-0. Oh, my God. Well, Jeff just showed the, the significance of the number 7 and 0 and how right. boring it can be. <laughs> wow, that was, the, the collective of the nation just went, I don't want to watch that game. Ooh, we're not even supposed to say that word, though, right? We can't say that. Oh, whatever on the on the bowl of super yes you are correct they have gotten to the point so i worked for a humongo tv group that at that time i think we had 52 television stations and every year it was sent out you can report on everything in the world but you may not say the word super bowl you yeah the big game oh boy well the bowl that is big yes that's right i forgot about that well <clears throat> oh well i'm sure we'll be okay Hey, NFL, come and get us. <laughs> Hello, love. Hello. <laughs> come get us. We'll be at Pub 134 waiting for you. Nick's going, no, 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 no. no. Actually, he loved the publicity. You know, he'd get, okay. his, yeah, he'd get his own phone when, out. and When we were arrested and taken away, yeah. well, they were here. This is, the, this is when the NFL kicked Jeff in the head and he, and he started mumbling. Um, so there you go. A rather violent end to our Super Bowl predictions. Um, if you've got Super Bowl predictions, feel free to email them to us. Info at theotherkindradio.com. You can also follow us at tw on Twitter. I think it's T-O-K-R-A-D-I-O or at T-O-K-R-A-D-I-O. I think that's it. Todd may be You're asking checking. me. <laughs> I just told you I can't remember anybody's name and you're asking me I our know. name of our show. And I can, I'm like picking the perfect time to try and do a transition here. It's a professional show folks. Um, let me check. I'm logging in and we are good Lord. How do you tell what your Twitter handle is profile? Yes, we are at T O K R A D I O. If you want to follow us on Twitter. All right. So let's go ahead and get to Todd's take on and Jeff's judgment on, which is our weekly uh, segment in which Todd takes on something. Jeff takes on something this week. We're taking on the same thing, which is the three things that we appreciate most. It's like a combination of Thanksgiving and New Year's, right? Maybe not. Uh, that 2019 brought us. So I'm going to let Todd go first. And then uh, you want to go back and forth or you want to give all three of yours in one shot? Let's go back and forth. Okay, great. So what I did was the three things that hit me the most for the year. One's, one's music, one's a movie, and one's a TV show. Oh. Um, I'm going to let you pick one of those two, uh, one of those three. You tell me which one to start with. Music, television show, or movie. Oh, let's start with Bruce Spring. I mean, let's start with music. <laughs> wow, how'd you know? Honestly, it is. It is Western Stars by Bruce Springsteen. I, I, I've i never hidden anything from anyone of my absolute love of this man and how he speaks to me. However, his album, Western Stars, which is his ode 
to the great songs written by Jimmy Webb and, and people like that that wrote the songs for Glenn Campbell. Uh, he made an album of sparse songs of people trying to move down the road. And to the point that the first song is about hitchhiking and how it's freeing. And that, and I, you know, listening to Bruce's uh, audiobook, I was able to hear that he actually did hitchhike as a kid. And so these are a bit of truth in this. But this album, and the first time you hear it, you're like, whoa, this is not Bruce Springsteen. It's got these lush strings. I guarantee you, if you listen to it 10 times and can strip away that, you'll hear that there's a reason that it is on almost every critic best list of the year because it is it is a classic rock star saying, I still got something left. And it is his best album in 20 years easily. So do you think in five years, Mm -hmm. this album will still get the attention that it does? Or do you think that Bruce still has it in him to come out with something that will shift attention? I think it'll still get attention. I think it will still go down. And I think if anything, I think there'll be more people that come around to it because there are a number of critics that it's like they only listen to it once. And an album, I don't think you can review only off of one listen. I think you need to give it quite a few spins to really listen, hear the nuances, etc. Now, I do think Bruce will continue to push himself because one of the reasons he said he made this album was he said, I, I didn't have it in me to write another E Street band song. It's just not what I wanted to do. I've done that. I know how to do it. I wanted to try to write these with these beautiful melody lines and these stories. There's a song on this called Chasing Wild Horses that... If some country star does not cover it going forward, I will be floored. And there are a ton of country stars out there that are fans of his. It is a right. gorgeous song with a beautiful rolling metaphor. I, it's one of his most beautiful songs ever. And I, so I think that it'll continue almost like what Nebraska was from the ages past, where it was just him sitting down with the Taz camera recorder and playing the guitar alone. Right. It is now revered as one of his best albums. I think this will 20 years from now, I think people will look back in the lexicon of what this man created and said, that's one of his best albums. So there you have it. Todd's take on one of the uh, three things he's picked from 2019 that uh, he is thankful for. That's where I think the Thanksgiving comes in. Not Are we saying thankful for, or just, you know, just a highlight? I don't know. I don't know. I think when I pitched this to you, I didn't say thankful for. Yeah, I think you did. I thought our top three moments from the year. But hey, you, you know, you right was... along with thank you, love, that's where the thankful came for. Right. I, it, hey, as, just drink some coffee. Just drink the coffee. Go as ahead. usual, you thought, well, Jeff's an adult. He doesn't need me to drill down on this. He's an intel. Oh, never mind. Yeah, I should have told him. Oh, and just drinking coffee. I did a little sip there. <clears throat> All right. Better. So my um um I'm not gonna give you the opportunity to choose mine. I need to go in a oh. specific order <laughs> for, for reasons we did discuss during the uh the pre-show. Um so I'm gonna start out with um as I'm a big gamer, um what I believe 2019 really brought to the table as far as uh some favorite moments and it's not a particular game because there are a lot of really good games that came out uh, last year. But for me, um, as even though this is a game, I don't really play anymore uh, mainly because I'm not very good at it. Uh, I think, I think my favorite moment in 2019 when it comes to video games was in Fortnite when they had the global event of the asteroid or uh, rocket. It was the rocket blasting off um, that I was online and able to witness uh, while it happened, what, whether you're a fan of Fortnite or not, what that company has done, what Epic has done, is it Epic? I hope it's Epic. What Epic has done to bring in that battle royale genre and continually develop and, and release things has really put the pressure on Call of Duty, Apex. Uh, there's a new game called Escape from Tarkov, which I've spared everybody from talking about that is like blowing up big. That's kind of a battle royale with a twist. But the reason why I'm so thankful for what Fortnite, and I think it was such a big moment in 2019, was they really took something that uh, I think a lot of people didn't know about, wouldn't have recognized, um, may not have been that interested in it, but expanded um, a, to a genre of gaming, whether you're a gamer or not. Uh, something that really kind of brought that community together and more importantly, brought in people that weren't necessarily interested in video games um, and got them interested. So <clears throat> that's my uh, that's my take on the video games. 
uh, highlight from 2019, however we want to word that. And uh, kudos to everybody. And I can't wait to see part of the reason why this makes this list on 2019 is I can't wait to see what's going to happen next. Because like all good ideas or trends or whatever we want to call it in pop culture, you initially get the McRib and then like 20 years later, you get the chicken wrap. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's a horrible example, but I'm excited to see, all kidding aside, how this will affect games that that come out from now. And uh, I expect the Battle Royale genre to just get better and better. So, Epic, I want to explain Jeff to you. When he equates your wonderful game that he just lotted <laughs> I'm using the McRib, he's not saying you are homogenized garbage food. <laughs> he, he's just saying what the public wants and the excitement. Right. Here's the thing. At Fortnite, it doesn't make sense to me. You know, I, when I came to see you, uh, Luke yeah. tried to help me, and yes. it didn't work. No. I, I go and play that, and I... I I at least have to have some modicum of success in a game to want to continue to play. I, I get to the point where I'm like, meh. But I will say this for Fortnite. That fascinates me because on my Xbox, you know, you constantly get the little ads saying, and it's not just skins, but it's things that are happening within the game. And I don't know that I've ever seen a game where it truly is a social event, where it's these things are here, this is going on, and you read about it. I mean, sure, I've seen games where things change, they update things, but this one, there's something about that. And what you said, you know, you're watching something happen that everyone else is, you know, that's that's a pretty cool idea. Yeah, definitely taking it uh, forward as far as, you know, what what is going to be possible and what we'll be talking about at the end of next year. So uh, that's my pick. What are you, what are you going to go on to next? You're going to do, we did music, you got, you said got film and TV show. Yeah, I'm going to turn to TV. Okay. So there, there could possibly be, there may be a handful of shows that were discussed more than this, but it was right up there. And uh, to make a show of this, and I'm, I know I'm teasing and not saying, was bombastic, was shattering people's expectations, their religions, etc. And that's touching on the great 1986 comic book Watchmen mm. and making a sequel to it. The sequel is made by Damon Lindelof, famous of Lost, um, deserves to be known even more so for The Leftovers from HBO, one of right. the best shows that I have ever seen, one of the most beautifully constructed finales of a show ever. He was able to take what is considered to be almost a holy text uh, of the original Alan Moore, Dave Givens comic and expand upon it. I, I went into this. I, I like Watchmen. I, I remember reading it and I thought, wow, this is different. And, you know, but then you, I, I listened to a podcast where Lindelof talked about that. It was his star Wars. It was his thing that basically told him, I want to be a storyteller. And then when you start thinking about it, it kind of makes sense why lost has all its structure where it's rolling. You know, he had to learn eventually to be better than lost was. And, you know, the constraints of network television, yada, yada in this show, not only did he take something that is highly revered and make a, a continuation of it that is, in my opinion, equal to, if not a little bit better. Right. He actually was able to do what the best art should do, and that is to make a comment on the times at hand. It becomes something about race. It becomes acceptance. It becomes a, a, a commentary on what is passed from one person to another. There is so much that's being said in this thing that you don't even have to have seen the the film that Zack Snyder made that that's easier than reading the comic for some you don't even have to have read the comic it would help you but you can jump into this and get it i i am just stunned by it and it's so much so that i when it was over i thought do i want him to make a second season and there's a part of me that thinks stop yeah it's it possibly is one of the most beautifully constructed single seasons of a tv show that i've ever seen so that is Watchmen on HBO. I did not read the comic and found it very enjoyable. Um, I think it. Uh, I think as we progress, I think there were lessons learned from Lost and some other shows that tried to make it too much. Right uh, when you start writing for, well, we need to stretch it out over three seasons. If we, you know, we need to do this. It's the same issue I had with the last of the Hunger Games movie, which was, you know, originally just one book, and that that they decided to make it two different movies, 
My point being, write your story in the timeline that you feel possible, not what the people with the money are telling you. I know, and I say that, and it's very difficult to do because they have the money. But at the same time, when you do that and just tell your story the way you want to, then it, you, you, you really lessen the possibility of just filler, which I think Game of Thrones ran into, uh, Lost ran into. There's a couple others. Do you have, real quick, before I get into my um, television show pick from 2019, do you have any honorable mentions that you want to throw out there? I, You know, I toyed around with a lot of things. Uh, the, the film I chose, I, I really tossed around a, a, quite a few different films. Um, the the one thing I, I was shocked this year that I loved as much as I did, and I, I've mentioned it to you, I don't know that I've said it on the show, but Greta Gerwig's Little Women takes a text that most of us have read in high school or seen the films prior to. Oh, I, what I meant was a television show for honorable mention. Oh, I'm sorry. Where I thought you were saying honorable did. mention to the entire three. No. Thanks for defining that. <laughs> sorry. Once well, again. let me finish the Greta Gerwig thing because I'll go ahead and just say this. You know, <laughs> It is a beautiful film that takes the original text and actually expands upon it gets into what are just some of the thoughts of the characters and makes them their actual words and has a lot to say about women's place in society. It's a very beautifully constructed film and very moving quickly television. I would definitely say when they see us Chernobyl, that was hard. I sat there and I thought, yeah. and it, I'm going to do the same with the film. The film is not what I would expect. I'd go, that's the best film, but it's the one that's right. resonating with me. And that was kind of my litmus test for it. Uh, before I give my best TV show or my pick from 2019, quick show note. Next week, uh, Jeff will not be on the show. Jeff will be replaced by a chair. And we expect the show to go much smoother. So that little side note there for the kind listener. Oh, crap. That's like the uh, Clint Eastwood when he spoke to the chair at the Republican convention. So basically, you're putting me in the crapper right there. <laughs> I didn't even know he did that. You don't remember that? He sat there and he was trying to say, say that the Democratic nominee was an empty chair. And oh. it was one of those comedy skits that no one thought through. Oh, and it Lord. literally came off like an old man senile going, um, are you there? <laughs> Um, so my pick from 2019, as far as television show is one that you just mentioned. And that is, well, when they see us, um, you know, Ava DuVernay's four part miniseries, which is available on, uh, Netflix, um, really struck a chord with me, um, partly because of my past, um, partly because it's told so well, uh, you talk about something that 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 touched me for days after watching it. Um, I liken it to the last episode of The Sopranos. I, I binge watched the entire season one holiday uh, and like was sad for like three or four days afterwards. So um, it's so well done. And it's one of the, it's so hard to pick because, you know, I do have people come up and say, hey, what are you watching now? And, and I'm like, well, what do you want to see? You know, but yeah. this is a must see. This would be something I would I think everyone should see just because of um, a how it's shot and put together, but also because of the messages that are included with it. Um, however, or, or on top of that, my honorable mentions um, are definitely Euphoria, which was on HBO. I thought that was good. Russian Doll is a fun one. And uh, uh, under the category of Todd was right, I'll have to put Fleabag uh, under Todd and Pop was right. Um, I had initial issues with this this particular show with the breaking of the fifth wall um, or fourth wall or whatever wall it is. Um, but it is funny. It is well written. It is touching. And is it, it's kind of like it's kind of like getting into a hot tub. And you get into a hot tub and you're like, this is hot. I'm, I'm kind of this is, I'm, you know, I'm I'm. I'm not really acclimated to the water yet, but once you get in, if you just kind of sit in and just take it all in for an episode or two, it, you get very acclimated to it, you get into the rhythm of it, and that makes it even more enjoyable. You know, I'm so glad you said that. I'm glad that you were able to find the time to jump into that hot tub <laughs> because I do, you know, the more I watched of Fleabag, the more I began to realize that there's some truth to what everyone claims about the, the brilliance of Phoebe Waller Bridge. That show is so beautifully written to eventually have it that the man she falls for actually notices when she breaks the fourth wall. That may have been one of the most genius TV moments that I saw. And I, I have to say that I have to say when they see us. And it was so that's one of the reasons even with this, Jeff, I, it, finding three things you like, you're like, God, when they see us is powerful. But oh, yeah. I don't know. For me, that's the, the reason I picked Watchmen was simply because. Hey, it somehow it resonated beyond its source material. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Absolutely. All right, we're on to your third pick from 2019. We've done music. We've done a TV show. We kind of let it slip with film, but please tell us what your pick is for 2019. Uh, Todd's pick for film. I, I I did not expect to pick this movie. I went through a lot of things that I saw, you know, quickly Little Women. I loved it. I loved Knives Out. There are a lot of things that I saw this year that I really liked, but the one that I had the feeling I'll go to back to time and again, and it's because of the portrayal of the, the central character by Joaquin Phoenix, and that would be Joker. I think Joker has something yes. to say about mental illness, how we ignore it, how we want to look away from it. It has something to say about the gun violence debate. Yet, to me, were there were a lot of critics that were mad that it didn't take a stance against it. I disagree with them, and I think the best art in the world poses the questions and sometimes doesn't deliver the answers. Answers are too preachy. Answers are too easy. Make me think about it. Make me talk about it with my friends. And that's what this film does. I was shocked that it was as good of a film as it was. So I'm quickly, uh, full disclosure, looking through and finding a different one because my pick was Joker as well. Um, and well, why can't we both have the same thing? Well, I, I mean, yes, we can. We both can pick Joker. I um, for the very reasons that you said, I think it. I, I think it hit. Um a number of topics and notes that are both timely and uh, important for everybody to, to see it's a movie that is, is difficult to watch, mm-hmm. um, but does have a lot to offer. And the only reason why I'm going to select something different is because obviously for those kind of listeners are like, great, we got this video game thing. We got music, yeah. we got TV, go see Joker. But what I'll do is kind of a follow up that that's kind of a surprise for me is the uh, Netflix uh, movie starring Eddie Murphy, Dolomite is my name. Um, again, hadn't heard anything from Eddie Murphy for a long time. Um, the I was the black exploitation films were uh, a little before my time, and I was too young to really recognize. So I went into this film the way that Jeff loves to go into films and that is not knowing anything. So I really don't have any preconceived notions. I don't know anything about it. I don't know what's true. I don't know what's made up, but this, this film on Netflix um, really spoke to me. Even if you don't know anything about that particular time period or anything, the characters, the way they're drawn up, the way that they interact, all the challenges that Dolomite faces and his character um, breaking out of just being a stand-up comic to something that becomes a tour de force really, really, um, really touched me. And then, and then just to see Eddie Murphy back out and it's not just Eddie Murphy doing, ah, 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 ah. he's doing his, he's acting. He's, he has come so far from, you know, just being Eddie Murphy and, and, and being funny to not only being funny, but also carrying some weight and some chops as far as an actor. So when you're done seeing Joker and you want to see something um, a little a little lighter, maybe uh, maybe a little light dessert, then uh, check out Dolomite is My Name on on Netflix. I think you'll enjoy it. It's it's a fun ride. I can't wait to watch that. I, I'm so mad at myself when you mentioned that. The other day I was sitting in, in, in the media room going, oh, I want something to watch. I've got about two hours and I pick some garbage. I should have watched that. It's, I know we'll watch that. I'll, I'll send you some ri- reminders. And again, it was something, again, I would probably had zero interest in watching other than it had Annie Murphy in it. Um, and I was so glad that I did click on it and watch it. So Awesome. All right. So there you go. There's Todd and Jeff's top picks from 2019. Thanks, kids. Uh, and and uh, I guess we didn't really do any um, honorable mention as far as film. There's a ton of them. I mean, just go back and look at some of the uh, episodes that we did in 2019, and you'll get a good idea of of the films that are out there and what we thought of them. Any, you got the any, Irishman. You've yeah. got Marriage Story. There's a ton of stuff out there that's really good. And no way do they pale in comparison to that. So I'm I'm waiting. Sure. I'm waiting for Jojo Rabbit to come out uh, so I can rent it. I really want to see that one. We did watch uh, Peanut Butter Falcon um, last night. It's it's a good movie. It's, it's cute, right? Yeah, it's not earth shattering. Um, you know, the the fam enjoyed it. Uh, I again got it so hard, especially knowing the story behind it, to put down the critics. 
glasses and just become a viewer. But um, yeah, it's it's a cute movie and and um, um, yeah, you know, yeah, check it out if you get <laughs> yeah yeah just review on the poster meh. What is... <laughs> but, but he good... has his Clorox wipes right there. Right. Meh. But a good meh, not a <laughs> not Wait, a how bad do you say meh. meh in an English accent. Meh 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 meh. All right, so. This past week, um, we did attempt, Todd and Jeff did attempt to both see 1917, but, uh, you know, sometimes uh, things get in the way. Um, so we will be having some discussion coming up on that film because I do think it is a, uh, there's so many things to talk about it. Yes, sir. Which brings up the fact to our lovely kind users, if any, look, users, kind <laughs> listeners, if any, and if you're a user, we don't judge you for it. Right. <laughs> If any of you out there have contacts to help us get press credentials so we can actually see these films ahead of time, hey, let us know. You can contact Jeff at the other kind of radio. He would be he would love that. That's what we're we're gonna try to do for this yeah. year is we're gonna try and get on that press credential thing. I, I think by now maybe we can just submit for it. Yeah, I think we can. We we should. And 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 just so the kind listener knows, we're not submitting this so that we don't have to pay to see movies. I don't mind paying to see movies. In fact, yeah. a lot of the movies we would probably go see, I'll go see again. Um, but mainly it's we're just trying to work out like we're going to start trying to to produce these shows on a Friday and it's just you know, if movies come out on Thursday, that means we have to see it that late night. We record early in the morning, blah, 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 blah. But if we could see the the press version, then we could get this news to even even faster. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, often, like, like let's say 1917, the critics are allowed to see it two to three weeks ahead of right. release so that they can write their stuff and have it ready to go. But there's an embargo put on it and you can't release your review until this time. We're happy to adhere to all those rules. It would just make our lives easier to get this information to you guys were we to see it ahead of time. So that's what we're trying. For. That's right. Thank you for that. I appreciate you saying that. So uh, that being said, what we decided to do this week was kind of get into, and, and I know the early years of the show, early years of the show, early episodes of the show, first couple of years, we did like an Oscar prediction. Well, mainly we did like a Golden Globe prediction and then a review. Ty and I both feel like we're, at least for the Golden Globes and some of the other ones, we're, we're not going to do a competition. Oscars are different. Gloves are off. I'm 0-2. This is my year. I've been training for it. I can eat bean burritos. I'm good to go. Um, but we're just going to do a, a review of what happened to the Golden Globes kind of um, uh, results. And then Todd has some insight um, on how that is going to affect things happening in the Oscars. So first off, uh, as we get this started on center stage, Todd, um, we had Ricky Gervais host. Uh, any thoughts, comments, uh, opinions on kind of how that went and opened up? I, I first off, I adore Ricky Gervais. I think he's absolute genius, hilarious, makes me wet myself with laughter. Good Lord, did he offend some people in that room? I mean, namely to come out and say, by the way, when you get your award, come and say thank you to your agent and your director and all these things. No one gives a crap about your political stance. Just say thank you and move on. <laughs> While it's funny, it's also pretty true. Yeah. I mean, nine times out of 10, we don't need all that stuff. Uh, I, are there things where he's probably a little too controversial for this kind of thing? Yes. But at the same time, I love the dude. He he can do no wrong by me. So one of the first rules of comedy that I learned is timing. And I think in previous years, um, his aggressive matter of fact and in your face kind of comments towards people that were untouchable in Hollywood or in the, in the publications, was welcome. It was new. It was fresh. Um, I think the climate's changed a little bit. Um, not saying that comedians should be more PC. I'm not in any way um, saying that we need to be more soft than we already are when it comes to making jokes. But what I perceived both by my ears and then watching was it's it's a little tough right now. You know, it's 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 kind of like kicking kicking a guy when he's down. You know, we're we're all we're all in a certain way feeling. Uh, certain things, whether you're feeling good or bad about how things are progressing uh, globally. Um, I think, I think it would have been nice. I, I noticed that Tina Fey and uh, what's her face are going to be back for next year. Um, I thought his jokes were funny, but at the same time, it was a little cringy than previous uh, hostings by Ricky. Well, I, it was cringy, but at the same time, 
I thought he was pretty germane to the conversations of Harvey Weinstein yes. basically saying, you all knew, yep. give me a break. Yep. Um, calling out different people for different things. And, you know, it's the hypocrisy of, of a person and, and we're all with failure points, but it's the hypocrisy of these people to get up and preach about something yet. They knew what was going on and they did nothing to stop it because it would have hurt their careers. I, yeah, I, it, it's really hard to be in love with the entertainment business as much as I am. <laughs> right. And realize that my girlfriend is a mess. Yeah. You know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Um, as far as the flow things, I thought it was a good pace. Um, he was kind of complaining in about three hours, but it was they were done by 10 shortly after 10 o'clock. So I thought the pacing was well done. I thought bringing everybody on stage. Uh, and off was good. And we had the same number of actors who've won multiple awards that still can't follow stage direction or know which side to get off when they win their award, which I don't know if is a bit or if they truly don't know. Um, maybe a reason why it takes so many takes to make a movie. All right. So where do you, where do you want to start? Do you, are there some top awards that, that caught your eye as far as, uh, you know, the results? Honestly, No. I, I okay. don't mean to be a jerk about that, but as we watched it, Shelly sat with me and said, what's going to win? And I think my cold calculated, this is how this usually goes down brain only missed about two. Wow. And it was, it, it was just a highly predictable night. I mean, you're going <clears> to, <throat> if I may touch on winners and go down a list of yeah. things, Yeah. you know, the only surprise that really in a big category, 1917 winning when it hadn't even been released yet, there was a part of me that thought, Oh yes. Yes. Also the, also the fact that the Irishman was entirely ignored that, you know, that surprised me once upon a time in Hollywood winning for best motion picture, musical comedy, not surprised at all. Right. So, I mean, the, the, what, what they do well at the golden globes is to nom nominate the idea that there, here's two categories of best film, because how can you really judge a, a film called Jojo rabbit, which is a satire mm -hmm. against a true, let's shoot, make it look like one shot war film of 1917. Right. It's, and, and you know, I, at nauseum, I've talked about these things, but award shows are predictable. Award shows are BS, but they're also fun to watch and we all love it. And it lets us talk about our favorite sport, at least here, which is watching movies and entertainment. Yeah, not not to correct you. Jojo Rabbit didn't go straight up against seventeen. Um, no, that, that's what I'm saying is that, oh, that you do two categories and they don't right. go against each okay. other. Okay, well then I need to pay attention better because uh, then I echo your point that once upon a time in Hollywood, I think as far as musical or comedy is why put it in that category. It needs to be up with the other ones because Rocketman, Dolomite, Jojo Rabbit, and Knives Out those are comedies that have music in them. So right there, I agree with you, and especially. 1917 winning when it hadn't even been released yet. That's kind of interesting. Um, you know, best actress, uh, best performance by an actress in a motion picture. We got Renee Zilweger who won for Judy, um, which well, so that's on my DVR and she's supposed to be phenomenal in that. And yeah. And then, uh, you know, jo Joaquin winning for best performance by an actor in a motion picture with, with Joker. I'm, I'm glad to see that. Um, I, I'm, I was surprised to see that uh, the, the lack of nominations, especially the way that it was talked about in the press for um, um, Uncut Gems. I thought that was that was interesting. Uh, do you do you think that 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 movie struck a chord with a, a bad chord with some of the people that are in charge of the nominations or? I think when they finally saw it, they all went, ooh, this is not a very good movie. <laughs> good um, Lord, yes. Yeah, look, that Uncut Gems is not a, a an award show-friendly film. They don't like to award films that are tense and hard. Yes, you had the films of the 70s that they began to award like that, but really when you look at it, Hollywood almost always likes to select, and this is even the foreign press, they like to select something that has a narrative that means something. So let's go back to the two. 1917 tells the atrocities of war. Once upon a time in Hollywood is an ode to the times gone by. Almost how the the idea, the gloss of Hollywood could save something. Those are easy to digest things. And, and these award shows don't look at a film like Uncut Gems and think, wow, let's go for true hard-hitting cinema. Right. So am I surprised? 
the only thing I'm surprised about, and the only reason I thought that Adam Sandler might get awards out of this is because he has made Hollywood billions of dollars <laughs> and they love to then turn to that person who's made billions of dollars doing one thing. And suddenly they're in a little bit more of a prestige film. Let's look at uh, Sandra Bullock winning for Blindside. Yeah. Not a, a very decent yet hokey sports film. Nothing about it was new. And suddenly, oh my God, let's give her the Academy Award. Well, she wasn't worthy that year. It was an okay performance. It wasn't great, but they want to, because she's made billions of dollars. The calculated right. thing is here, give it to her. Right. Uh, some some shows that I know that you've you've commented on before that you liked. We had Michelle Williams win for Fosse Verdon, which I thought was great. Um, you know, and some of them were were categories that were 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 super difficult, especially with um, something like you know the um, Succession winning for Best Television Series over The Crown, Killing Eve, The Morning Show, and Big Little Lies. I guess I need to get into Succession, but you know. It's one of those gut checks. I, I I think Killing Eve really deserves a little more love as far as that. And, of course, um, you know, under musical or comedy, uh, happy to see the Fleabag beat out Barry, the Kaminsky Method, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and The Politician. Yeah, Succession, I think, wins because it's riding on a wave of attention at the moment. Yeah. It, apparently I've not watched it either, but apparently after the first two or three episodes, once it really sets its stage, it really gets going and people just love it. So, and killing Eve's second season was a little maligned by some critics because I know Phoebe Waller bridge had little, less to do with the second season than she did the first. And they said that that voice is missing. I haven't watched it yet, but I, I think that's why that wins. I'm not surprised at all that Fleabag was the sensation. It was, um, I do, you know, when I look at things like limited series and all that, I, I go back to that. I really, really think Chernobyl was an important piece of, of television that was created this year. Yet the, this is why I hate these things. Fosse Verdon <laughs> does have a lot to say about what couples do to each other, et cetera. Unbelievable is a gut wrenching show about so many things more than just rape. And I know that's a hard thing to jump into, but right. it is a masterful show. And then where is when they see us compared to that? Yeah. I, I, I thought catch 22 was great. I love that book so much so that if those of you in the world that don't know it, my gamer name on Xbox is catch 22. Love that book. One of my favorite books of all time. Great version of the, of the, the story. I, I, I got, I hate award shows. I'm um, also glad to see that Stellan uh, Skarsgård won for Chernobyl. I thought that was interesting. His acceptance speech was nice. He made a joke about not having any eyebrows, which, yeah. any, you know, again, having watched award shows for as long as you and I have, anybody that can get up and poke at themselves immediately gets gold stars for me as far as that, because I think it's most would see their moment to shine and be embarrassed to to point out a fault or anything they see. And so, um, you know, big points for him. We had the Cecil B. DeMille Award with Tom Hanks as the recipient. I enjoyed his speech. I thought mm -hmm. he mixed in good humor and some touching stuff, which was which was fantastic. And then the Carol Burnett Award going to Ellen DeGeneres, um, which, again, was I thought was great. And I thought her speech was uh, very heartfelt and uh, well-received uh, while she was giving it. Um, you know, I, I, again, I'm, I'm kind of like you, especially now that we're not tracking – you know, how many we correctly, uh, guess, uh, I thought it was, uh, an interesting night. I will have to be something that I need to make sure that I make room for in the future. Cause it, it quickly could fall off, um, and just be kind of, uh, a, a, a dampened note versus the Oscars, which I'm super excited about and want to kind of see now, again, knowing Todd's, uh, feel for award shows and everything, uh, I still get really excited about it because I do think it's it's a big night and it's I get all excited about uh, us picking winners and everything. You mentioned in the pre-production of the show that you see and I see what I'm trying to do here, folks, is I'm trying to get some inside information. You notice some things, some results from the Golden Globes that are going to tie well into the Oscars. So my pen is ready. The other kind listeners pens are ready. Uh, tell us what you gleaned from the results that may lead to some um, predictions in the Oscars. Well, I think one of the things you're definitely going to see is that. And you immediately see it, too, with the nominations for the Oscars came out is a film like 1917 already has the prestige of a director 
of Sam Mendez, a, a DP that is Roger Deakins. And you've already got the things that are there for it. The fact that it wins just helps to put it in that category. You go down that list and, you know, you can almost see how it's the here it's the list before the final list comes and what what things are they talking about what's being pushed dolomite gets i don't even think it got a single oscar nomination i could be wrong and there could be a category a subcategory but you know rocket man gets excluded out you're once again let's look at the list i'm going to name off the best picture oscars for sure. versus ferrari which got little to no attention other than christian bale in the Golden Globes, Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Marriage Story, Parasite, 1917. I think that if you go and look down this list of Golden Globe nominees and winners, you begin to see again how this is almost the litmus. This is the cut list. Uh, the one thing that is a surprise for me when you look at the uh, the main categories to get... um nominations for academy awards antonio banderas pain and glory which working with a longtime collaborator that he has worked with before delivers fine performances in these things but it is to me it is that thing where the golden globes almost escalates him into that upper echelon that allows him to get that nomination now i think you know more than insights that are going to help you beat me, Jeff. Uh, look, <laughs> you, here's the thing. Go down the list and don't, when you pick, if you're going to your friend's Oscar party and there is a, pick the winner. Don't pick sentiment, pick business. Because nine times out of 10, you're going to look and you're going to say, here, let's pick a category. What is, let's say actress in a supporting role, which would be Kathy Bates Richard for Richard Jewell, Laura Dern for uh, Marriage Story, Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit, Florence Pugh for Little Women, Margot Robbie for Bombshell. The only two contenders you have in that are Laura Dern for Mar Marriage Story and Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit. Here's why Laura Dern will win. She is a family member of Hollywood royalty. Her, both of her parents were actors well-known, well-loved, she'll win. Now, she's great in that, but you have to factor all these things into it. So when you're picking your winners, look at what the narrative is because there are times where somebody's performance is so astonishing. Let's look at Daniel Day-Lewis and My Left Foot. No one else can even touch that performance. He deserves to win that. That's another thing. Should anyone have an affliction? Should they have a speech impediment? Should they be playing a different type of role? Winner, that's just the way Hollywood does it. So I, I look, I, I thought maybe you would jump in on that, but no, no, I'm, I'm taking a I'm, secret sauce. I'm taking notes. I'm, uh, but the, the one thing I do want to say, and, and as we jump into the Academy Awards and I kind of mentioned this to Jeff, there's a lot of press about people being mad that number one, it's uh, Oscar's so white is yeah. one of the hashtags. And also the fact that for, the best director, there are no women nominated. And it is a shame that Greta Gerwig is overlooked. Now, I, I'm going to name the five nominees and I'm going to say you can't, you cannot poke a hole in, in these nominees. Martin Scorsese for The Irishman, Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Bong Joon Hu for Parasite, Sam Mendes for 1917, and Todd Phillips for Joker. All five of those men have been incredibly lauded this year for their work. Right. Here is the problem. And here, Academy, now that you're giving me my press credentials and you care what I have to say, here's how you fix it. You opened up the best picture category to 10 nominees, open up the best director and say, if we, so this year, how many nominees do we have for best picture? One, oh, on. I was down on directing. Um, it's a lot, but I'm jumping to it right now. We have nine. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. So if we're going to have good Lord. So you can have a great acting performance in a film. That's okay. Very rarely are you going to have a best picture winner with directing efforts that, okay, you've got to me, that is completely tied together. Yeah. You cannot have a best picture without having a director that needs to be discussed. I almost think that it should be if you get best picture nominee, you're automatically a best director nominee. Yeah. I think they should be tied together. But yeah. then again, then you start saying, well, then that's just a formality. Why isn't it just become part of the best picture? Okay. 
Right. Because then then your argument could be, well, you can't select Irishman as best picture, but not Martin Scorsese. It has to be tied together. It just doesn't ring true that you just do five, yet you do nine over here. (laughs) And I know the best picture is considered more of it. It's an all-inclusive idea. It's everything. It's the production. It's the producing. It's the directing. It's the writing. Uh, you got to open this up because you're, you're shutting it off. And again, her work on little women, it's, it's astonishing. It, it, it takes something that you've seen and makes it so relevant to today. Have you seen parasite? I haven't, and I'm dying to see it. So we've, this is good because normally we are so unprepared production wise that it's literally like, Oh, the Oscars are this weekend. So I'm going to make a, a good attempt. I've seen Ford versus Fry. I've seen Irishman Joker Marriage Story, 1917, and uh, Once Upon a Time. So that leaves me Jojo Rabbit, Little Women, and Parasite. So I'm going to at least try to see all of those films by February 9th, which is uh, when the Oscars are. And I believe they're on, uh, oh, I should make sure I get this right. I think they're on ABC. Um, so I, I'm trying to pay attention to some of that. I agree with, with a lot of what you're saying. Um, Todd is the the Tom Landry of the Oscars. He knows the analytics. He knows the numbers. He knows how the game is played. I am uh, an idiot and just like pretty colors. So I, I like going into it and, and, and betting with my heart. That's probably why Todd's beat me every year is because I'm just like, Oh, but this movie, I love it so much. Um, Which, which makes his point as far as um, picking your, if you go to an Oscars party, uh, picking your uh, nominees Speaking of which, we are uh, still accepting any uh, invitations to the Oscar parties. If you're, uh, I don't know, maybe you're in Hawaii listening right now and you're like, hey, I want to fly on my dime, Jeff and Todd out for an Oscar party. And boom, we're there. That would be great. Um, But uh, do encourage everybody to go through and, and, uh, you know, again, we got some weeks. Try Try and pick a category, maybe sure you see everything and and go from there. I'm just excited about it. I don't know why I get giddy. When uh, I see that they're released and and I love all the fanfare and everything. So that'll be f- kind of fun to watch. I wish that I wasn't as cynical about these things as I am. I, I remember the times as a kid when I watched it and I really believed that they were picking the best thing that was there. Right. right. I wish I had that day back and, and I don't want to ruin it for anybody else because it is fun. I do love sitting there with my wife and daughter and occasionally we'll have a friend over here and there. And I love talking movies. You, you're never going to turn me off of talking movies. Right. It's just when it comes into this part and they're all so surprised. Oh, give me a break. Come on. <laughs> you know, nine times out of 10, you know, who's going to win. If, if I can figure this out, they all know who's going to win. Exactly. All right, folks, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode of The Other Kind Radio. That's episode 76 on this uh, January 15th. We did uh, Todd's take on and Jeff's judgment on. We uh, we've, we visited uh, 2019 and, and picked out uh, three of our favorite things from 2019 in pop culture. Uh, we also uh, talked a little bit about uh, the Tigers winning the uh, national championship and then gave our Super Bowl predictions and then went into kind of a joint uh, Golden Globes into Oscars discussion. Uh, I do have a final question for Todd. I'm going to start trying to make this a new um, segment. So this week's question for Todd is, have you seen McCabe and Mrs. Miller? Yes. When I was, yes, I've seen that, but it's been forever. Why? I, uh, so uh, our sponsor, Pub134, Uh, owner Nick his favorite movie of all time is McCabe and Mrs. Miller of which I watched last week and I've got some questions so maybe if you uh, have some time here in the next week or two you can review it and we'll have some McCabe and Mrs. Miller conversation because it is an interesting film to discuss Uh, also coming up we'll do a a preview for next week I think next week we'll do uh, 2017 right what are you gonna are you gonna be able to see 2017 by 1917? What did I say? 2017. <laughs> That's why I was like, what are we gonna do? The best three from 2017. And by the way, because Jeff moved ahead, I have to say, hey Nick, anybody that will pick a Robert Altman film as their best, their favorite film of all time, you're pretty cool in my book. He loves that film. And I, 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 I I've seen it. It's just been, I mean, that's, I was trying to, I looked up what year that came out and I know I saw it kind of as a 
kiddish. My dad would take me those. So I, if I saw that when it came out, I was only six. I'd be interesting to, uh, to discuss that film with you. And yes, I'm sorry, 1917 uh, will be our discussion next week. Uh, Todd will be able to see it and I've got notes on it and we'll talk to you then. Any final thoughts before we close it out, Todd? No, everybody just go out, enjoy this time of year when all the prestige movies come out, go, go watch a movie, make the people next to you be quiet and enjoy. <laughs> all right. So that's going to do it for this week. Thank you, Todd. A big thank you to Nick and pub one, three, four for their sponsorship. I'm delaying to see when the music comes in. Nope. We still got the dial tone. Um, if you want to follow us on Instagram, it's uh, talk radio. And then I believe, uh, as we mentioned earlier, it's at uh, T O K R a D I O on Twitter. We'll try and post more there, but that's going to do it for this episode of the other kind radio. We really appreciate your time and patronage of this podcast as we continue to weave our way towards episode 100 quick update. We are getting close to 10,000 listeners. I said on this podcast that in honor of 10,000 listeners, I was going to run a 10K. Guess what? Done zero training. I'm really failing my challenge. So I need to get on that as quick as possible. I'll take that on my plate this week. You have a good rest of your week. We'll see you on the other next Friday. We are the other kind radio. The other kind radio.